Hey guys, Tom Laird, voice of advice from a call center geek, CEO at Expedia. Hey, the podcast is brought to you by Expedia Interaction Marketing. We are a 600-seat call center outsourcer. I would love to talk to any of you looking to outsource any of your customer support or your sales functions, looking for political calling or, or just some extra overflow during the holiday season. If you are looking for any type of USA outsourcing support, hit me up. You guys know my LinkedIn. I'd love to talk. This is Advice from a Call Center Geek, a weekly podcast with a focus on all things call center. We'll cover it all from call center operations, hiring, culture, technology, and education. We're here to give you actionable items to improve the quality of yours and your customers' experience. This is an evolving industry with creative minds and ambitious people like this guy. Not only is his passion call center operations, but he's our host. He's the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing Group and the call center geek himself, Tom Laird. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Advice from a Call Center Geek, the Call Center Contact Center podcast, where we try to give you some actionable items, take back in your contact center, improve the overall quality, hopefully improve your agent experience as well. Wow. So a lot of things have happened here in the last couple of days when it comes to customer experience. What has been some people's panacea has turned into maybe a bit of a nightmare when it comes to the airlines and, and some of the things that we have seen happen uh, with the the support models for some of these guys. I, I want to take the time to talk s- through some of that, and then also, you know, what can some of the things you as a call center manager do when you know when the kind of the the crap hits the fan, right? When when something goes wrong, maybe it's out of your control, and your call just you know they spike you know, through the roof and, and what can we do to, with, with some of those things, but let's start first with what happened with some of these airlines. So again, I have done, I've done some, I guess some, a little bit of research here and yesterday, you know, it was kind of a day off, you know, we're still, you know, we're taking calls, um, especially from retailers and, and things like that. But overall it was a, a little bit of a lighter day. So called spirit allegiant uh delta american united like six or seven different uh airlines and and kind of talked through or at least tried to find out how long their wait times were and if you look at frontier right frontier i they got rid of their voice right and and we can still argue if, if that's a good thing or a bad thing but i could not get anyone to chat with me at all, right? So there's a chat bot that comes on again, ask those, those kind of preliminary questions. And then you, I just waited. It was 35 minutes. No one has come on. I let the chat go. Southwest is a whole total different animal. So Southwest, if you call them right now, they're fast, busy. They're literally, their phone is just busy. Like it's, it's, it's almost unheard of with an organization like that. So did a little digging, posted some stuff on TikTok and posted some stuff on LinkedIn today. It seems like they're kind of throwing a eye under the bus, right? So there's a, a statement that they kind of issued that says, you know, they're working with their partner of I and, and with their, their technology team to kind of figure things out. We understand that, you know, some weird things were happening on the platform when you were actually, you finally got a hold of a, of a, of an agent, you know, things like drop calls were happening, music, which is suddenly appear right so all these things that were like whoa what's going on and it just seems like they got overwhelmed the platform just got totally overwhelmed it seems like their only fix right now was to just limit interactions on the platform so they have um, they must have something set up that's like 
you know, whatever, 5,000. So that we'll take 5,000 interactions, but the 5,001 interaction, it's just going to ring busy. So uh, brutal, right? Brutal. I will, I, I guess, kind of give credit. And again, let, let's put this into perspective. This is a, almost an unheard of thing, right? Over Christmas, right? Arguably the two beginning and end of Christmas, the, the, the two or the days before and after the two biggest flying days of all time, right? In the, in the United States, uh, an unprecedented storm that literally shut airports down. So again, I, I do have a little bit of, of understanding, I think. And again, I, I, if you look at American United Delta, they've done a pretty good job with this. Now I know they haven't canceled 60% of their flights like Southwest did, but still they have been able to weather the storm. So you know, some of their wait times were 41 to 50 minutes. I'm not saying that's great, but you knew how long you were going to wait for. You knew you were going to talk to a human and they had virtual callback set up. So you didn't have to wait in queue. I think it was tolerable and people could understand that. But the Southwest thing, people can't understand. The Frontier thing, people cannot understand. If you go on Twitter right now, it's it's kind of a bloodbath for for those guys. Let's talk about what what can we learn from this, and and what what are some things as a call center manager that you can do when when it kind of when you should be planning for right. If you if you know right, you are in a an industry that at any time you know the it can it can all go to hell right. You need to plan for that. It's kind of like you know when you you live out the, on the ocean, you have to plan for that that hundred year storm that comes through. Many organizations just kind of put their head in the sand and say, well, if that comes through, we'll deal with it for those couple of days. But I think you're fine with Southwest. This could have years of impact on their reputation, a reputation, honestly, that's pretty good, right? That they have built up as, as being very customer centric, easy to work with. Um, and they built that brand. But again, it can all come tumbling down really fast when you're kind of unprepared. So here's here's some things that you know you need to think about when it comes to making sure if you are a large call center, if you are in a large industry, and you really can't be down, you know, what are some things that you need to start to be planning for? And I think even as a smaller call center, we can take a lot of, a lot of these kind of truths as well and kind of maybe implement into, into our contact center. So number one is platform reliability. I mean, it's not rocket science here. You're starting to see that certain organizations that used higher end telephony platforms, the nice CX ones, the Genesis, or even the talk desks, the five nines, like those guys, you know, it seems like, it, you need to have a very reliable platform that has been around for years. A lot of newer players into the space, not saying they're bad, but I just don't think there's a track record there for, for uptime and reliability that some of these kind of, it's funny talking about like old companies, but they're, and they're like, you know, six years old, you know, have, have been doing. The other thing that I think we can all learn from this is customer segmentation. You know, everybody thinks, or a lot of people think that boom, it's just, you know, the, the, the oldest call, you know, gets answered last. And the one that's been waiting the longest, I should say that, let's let's take that back. The call that's been waiting the longest, right, is going to get answered first. And the call that just came in is going to get answered last. And a lot of times, yes, that could be true. That's kind of how it's set up. But for many of our clients and for these larger call centers, we're doing a ton of different things when it comes to routing calls, right? What are some things we can do? Number one is this is why it's really, really important to integrate your phone system with your with your data source and through, through some type of CTI understand and be able to route and pull data from your CRM. Like, why is that important? Well, number one is we can segment our customers for specific things like who needs help more, right? So if 
if I, if these airlines, if I have a, a ticket that I know just got, you know, my flight was canceled and that CRM is going to know that, right. It's going to have my name. It's going to have all my history. It's going to understand that, boom, this was tagged as a, you know, as a canceled flight. I go to the head of the line, right. If I'm flying in three days, right. I go to the bottom of the line. Um, specific things like high value customers, right? We can say that we like that or not, but you know, there is something with status, you know, when it comes with organizations and you're giving that organization more, you should probably expect a little bit more, you know, let's say you have, you know, you're in that, you know, 2 million mile club, right. Where you have just a ton of miles in status, um, your frequent flyer, those kind of things can, can bump you up to the, to the front of the line, um, or at least can bump you up to that, maybe the first half or the top quarter, Right, depending on on what they have, so we can do some things with with status um, there. You know, having virtual callbacks, I think, is is really, really, really important. Right, no one, I mean, that technology is so easy to 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 utilize now. There should be nobody that even even a queue. If you have a, a ten person queue, right, for maybe a smaller program, that should still be an option for you um, to make sure that you can you can offer customers that they don't have to wait in queue. CTI integration is really important. It opens up so many doors for routing. You know, I give this example all the time. We have a a company that has, you know, thousands of financial advisors and we have a team, but this company wants our agents to answer like on behalf of whatever financial advisor this person has that's, that is, that is their customer. So we have all these, you know, thousands of, of financial advisors who have thousands of different customers. So when a customer calls in, we know their Annie. We know their phone number. We then go and we look. We find out what financial advisor it comes is is their financial advisor, and then our agent answers. Thank you for calling Jim Smith's office, or you know, Susie or Susie Smiths. Right? God, I gotta get better names. A ton of things you can do if you're integrated. the The art and the science of this thing is really cool. And and again, looking at uh, at some integration work. All right. The other thing is overflow capabilities, right? Again, you're a large call center. If anything's going to hit the fan, you better have a partner that you can overflow to. And that's easier said than done, right? Because they have to be trained just as well as your agents. So kind of how we see overflow and how we do overflow is your call center, you know, is doing your thing. We have a small group here relative to your size. I mean, small group could be a thousand or, or I'm sorry, a hundred or 200 agents, Right. But when you have 10,000 or 1,000, right, it's, it's a much smaller size. But we will train, you know, maybe 300 agents, right? And then we just keep rotating them through so that you're not paying for all of them. Um, but everybody's kind of staying on board. And then we have them do some other things. But when, it, when we have to pull the trigger, right, boom, we can go up to 300 agents. We can scale it. They're all trained. They're ready to go, right? Whether you're overflowing near shore, offshore, onshore, if you're a large call center, you know, a lot of you need that. And even if you already have a BPO partner, right, to have two or three different partners, I think is really important because, um, again, reliability and scalability are, are really, really, really important. Omnichannel, being full omnichannel is really important. Not to be able to force channels. I think you're seeing that with Frontier, right? Not even be able to, to, to force voice, but having voice, having email, having digital, right? I think all those things are, are really, really, really important. You know, some of the other things that maybe get a little bit out there are, are we need to be better as an industry of proactive customer support. 
we need to be telling customers when things are going wrong before they happen so that we can try to make plans for them. Having a team of outbound agents that can that can generate calls, uh, emails, you know, SMS texting, uh, making sure that before things go wrong and are, we get inundated with calls on the inbound side, that we're trying our best to to handle situations, you know, on the outbound or on the I guess on the on the proactive side. Self-service is so vitally important. I mean, you you hear me talk down on self-service a lot, and I talk down on forcing self-service, right? Forcing self-service as your only channel is, is I think, a, a disaster. But when things go wrong, it can be the, the best savior that you have, right? If you have a very robust self-service model that you, you know those top 10 things that customers want to do, and maybe they can't do all 10, but eight of them they can do on your platform from a self-service standpoint. And making sure that you can scale that is is so important. And again, that's kind of part of your omni-channel strategy. But I think that that's that's a really, really, really important uh, important deal. Scalability is also again we talk about it. Scalability when it comes to your data, when it comes to your telephony, and when it comes to your agents, you have to be thinking that through at all times uh, because this isn't a black and white thing. You know, you, you can you can go all over the board, even even with seasonality. Um, but when when emergencies happen, you know you really gotta you really gotta be there. So again, I think those are just some things that I think about. Really interesting kind of case study that's happening and playing out in real time with with what's happening from from a lot of these different service models. I'm sure there's going to be studies and some some. I'm going to try to get some people on the podcast as well from like a Southwest or a Frontier, and and, and talk through some of the things that they found out during this and, and what worked and what didn't work. So. Again, kind of interesting, but uh, we'll see what happens. I appreciate you. Everybody have a great, uh, great new year, and I'll talk to you uh, in 2023. Um, we'll talk.